Challenging men to be great men. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. Hey, welcome to the Great Man Podcast, and I want to start with an apology. I've had some friends recently tell me that I have not been bringing the full of me to this Great Man Podcast, that I've not been telling you what's going on with Great Man, that I've not been telling you, you know, where I go in the world and what some of the cool things that are happening are and what the future plans are. And they aren't mad at me, but they've let me know, hey, guys want to hear what's going on. They want to know how to connect. They want to know what's coming. Uh, and they'll be encouraged to hear what you tell them about, you know, where you travel and what you're doing. So I'm going to add a little bit of that into our podcast. And this one in particular, um, when I step from August into September, it's stepping into emotional fall for me. I know that astronomers tell us that fall is, you know, yet later in the year, that it begins later in the year. But you know what? Pretty much when you step from August to September, it just feels like emotional fall to me. Football teams are on the field and, you know, kids are going back to school and, uh, you know, yesterday I was going through the Atlanta airport. It's largely empty midday on a Monday, whereas months ago it wasn't empty because tourists were everywhere. And so it just has a different feel. The temperatures have dropped quite a bit. We're down 20 degrees here in Nashville where I'm recording today. And so it just feels like fall. So forgive me if I'm going to talk as though fall is upon us because it is for me emotionally. And this is a good time for me to tell you about some of the things that are happening. First of all, I just got back from Lima, Peru yesterday. And a couple of things I want to tell you about that. First of all, I went to Lima, yes, to do some speaking, but also because next year I have a new book coming out called Men on Fire. And that book brought uh, a lot of interest amongst folks down there. But the really exciting thing for them is that my book, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, my wonderful publisher, Chris Garrido at HarperCollins, has decided to have that translated into Spanish. So very soon, we're going to have a Spanish language edition of Mansfield's Book of Manly Men. And that thought, that process, that truth... Uh, stirred some guys, some Christian leaders and some church leaders and so on down in South America to say, let's do a tour based on this book. So next year in 2020, I'm going to be doing four different weeks, four non-contiguous weeks and in South America, in Mexico, some guys are putting this together based largely on a Spanish translation of my book, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men. Now, I mentioned my new book, Men on Fire. I'll come back to that, but it also may be done in Spanish as part of that. And my firm, which owns the Building Your Band of Brothers booklet that many of you have, we may go ahead and put that book into Spanish too. So there's a big Spanish language effort and it's going to be accompanied by a a tour in South and Central America next year. I'm very excited about that. Plan to pull a lot of friends together. A few gentlemen I've asked to be in charge of that. They're going to take the lead along with Chris over at HarperCollins, my publisher. But I think some wonderful things are going to happen, and we're going to have events that involve tens of thousands of men. It's going to be really exciting. And I want to tell you that while I was in Lima, some of the leaders there told me something that really moved me. And I, I'm not sharing this to in any way put down Hispanic or, or South American men, but just to show you the problems we all deal with. Uh, in Lima, uh, Lima has the highest level of feminicide of any other place in the world. Now, what does that mean? That means women killed by their men. 
you have a tradition in this that part of the world, apparently. So I'm told I'm not experienced there, never lived in South America or Mexico. Uh, but I'm told you have a, uh, a tradition of macho men, of men being in charge, of strong male leadership. Okay, if that's noble, it's good. But what happens is that as women are riding, as they're becoming the MDs, I meant to say rising, as they are uh, becoming MDs and bankers and stepping up into the professional classes, if their men can't control them any other way, they control them through violence, and sometimes that leads to death. And it's it's rising in Lima. So they are desperate for a noble men's movement, and they're asking me to help and some other people. I'm very, very excited about that, though I'm saddened by some of the negative trends here. We're going to get down there and see if we can make a difference. So that's why I was in Lima. That's what's happening. That's what's company coming. In addition, I'm very excited about my book, Men on Fire. This book is about the seven fires that ought to burn in a man's soul. And it's, uh, it's, I, I wouldn't, you know, I'd be stupid to say it's my best book on men, but it's just a new and, and, and a good book on men. I'm very excited about it uh, because it does identify the seven fires that ought to burn in a man's soul. I think it's going to help a lot of men at a lot of levels. I've been very broad in the application of this book. I've spoke, I've, I'm fiery about religion, but at the same time, I'm fiery about ethnicity and I'm fiery about heritage and all, all sorts of themes. And also at the, at the end of the book, I say, listen, I can envision a conference, a ceremony, um, a retreat based on these seven fires. And I want to encourage you to think that way. And I'm going to say it even right now before you guys even have the book in your hand. I, I won't even have copies myself until early 2020. But just open up some time in 2020 for a men's event based on the seven fires that I talk about in this book. Uh, I'm a big believer in the things that I'm talking about. I'm talking about restoring fire to a man's soul. I talk about things like destiny and legacy and uh, all sorts of issues, friendship, and, and talk about really powerful themes. And I'm, I can, I'm envisioning events that are built on these seven fires. And then maybe when it's all done, you know, we're out in the country, you got seven fires around us and men commit themselves to those seven fires, which are good, righteous things that ought to be in the souls of a man. So, I'll get this out as fast as I can. I'll probably talk about it in this podcast as we head into the time of release. Uh, the book's coming out next spring. Um, uh, it'll be it'll parallel the South American tour, or at least the first part of the South American tour. But Men on Fire is the new book coming out, the Spanish edition of Mansfield's Book of Manly Men. Going to be a big year. Going to be a lot of things happening. I want you to be involved. And for those of you who book events, I really want you to think about this. You know, I'm not just trying to pitch you here on something just for, for money. Uh, I want you to think about how you can do something in your region your church, your company, your band of brothers, a network of band of brothers, get men together and do this thing and do it right. Okay. Pretty exciting. Pretty exciting. Also, pretty soon you're going to hear a new theme song for the Great Man podcast. Uh, some, some very famous people here in Nashville came to me and said, Mansfield, your theme song sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind hearing that kind of stuff. And by the way, just so you don't think we're being offensive to anybody, the theme song we have on the podcast now, I chose, it was my doing, um, but it was just from a stock service online. It's not like anybody, you know, sweat blood to write that for me and now I'm treating it badly. But wait till you hear the new one, baby. Wait till you hear the new one. I want to win a Grammy for this. If there's a Grammy for podcast theme music, baby, I want to win a Grammy, or at least I want these artists to win a Grammy. So anyway, good stuff. You're going to love it. 
And as soon as a few details are tweaked and these perfectionist dang artists decide on, you know, how that guitar solo ought to go, whether that backbeat's right and all that stuff, and I get the go, uh, I'll not only have it on the podcast, but I may also interview the young man who spearheaded this thing. And you'll, you'll know that you know him. You'll know that you'll know the group he's been part of. You'll know that you'll know his wife. Pretty exciting. Okay. Another thing. And then finally, I'll get down to some, some new themes here, but I, I, I just have been challenged to update you guys. Uh, I'm going to start a great man foundation, a 501 C three. Many of you are asking how you can contribute. How can we help? You know, yeah, we bought your books, but you know, we don't, you don't, you don't give us a chance to give. And, and I'm cautious about all that. As you can imagine, I don't like, I certainly am willing to raise money for noble causes, but I really want to serve men. I'm not primarily trying to primarily trying to get you to give stuff to me, just buy stuff and do good things in the world. And I'm happy. But a lot of guys, deep pockets, churches, et cetera, wanting to put us in their budget are, are wanting to give or wanting to support what we're going to do, especially as we start going into South America, especially as we do events and we want to scholarship a lot of people who couldn't afford those events at their normal rate, things like that. All of this is coming. And so we're going to start a great man foundation. Uh, again, great man spelled the way, you know, G R E A T with a capital M run together a N you see it on the website, greatman.tv. So we'll be, we'll be starting a great man, 501 C three. I already got my lawyers on it. Going to have my magnificent assistant, Karen Montgomery, executive assistant, uh, spearhead of that project. She's hearing, if she's hearing this podcast now, she's hearing this for the first time. So my next meeting with her could be interesting because I just got the idea this morning. Anyway, she's brilliant. She's, she's, uh, she's very much, uh, the big sister to this entire great man movement. And so good things are coming, but anyway, we're going to have a 501 C three. And, uh, that means that you all can give and you can receive tax debt, uh, uh you know, tax-free benefit, get it deducted from your taxes and so on. And uh, yeah, we're going to need, we're going to need some money. For example, even what we want to do in South America, a lot of the guys down there can't afford uh, the materials. They can't afford to go to the conferences that whatever the organizations are charging, they, they, they might be able to, the, you know, one book might be part of their registration package, but we want to give them two or three books. Can we fund that? And if the ring goes up North, can't raise that money for them and, and, you know, raise as much as 10 bucks for each man so that they can have more of that kind of thing uh, that I think we're not using our wealth for good purposes. So anyway, not trying to manipulate you, not trying to twist your arm. I want you to know that that's going right now. Uh, and as soon as Dewey, Cheatham and Howe, my law firm, no, I'm just playing. Uh, as soon as our, our lawyers get all that done, then we will announce it and we'll tell you how you can give and we'll make it part of all of our social media. Okay. So Men on Fire, the new book coming next year, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men going into Spanish, big tour in South America, Mexico next year. Uh, Real excited about that. New 501c3 and new theme song. You're going to get up and boogie to this one. And of course, the news from Peru, which indicates what's going on in the world and why we need to get our stuff together in North America so we can serve the rest of the world. Before I die, before I shake off this khaki coil, I want to be sponsoring a great man movement worldwide in partnership with every other good men's movement going on. I'm not in competition with anybody, but see if we can do some good and use the unique gifts God's given us and the unique connections God's given us to see if we can impact this world. All right. Now, the time we have left, I want to report back to you on a podcast I did earlier this summer. In July, I did a a podcast called Summer Challenge. And I challenged each of you to go to significant people in your life and say, give me some feedback, hold up a mirror, tell me what I can be doing better as a man. Just give me feedback. 
and go to people who were new, go to people who weren't part of your band of brothers, go to people who are, you know, sure, go to your wife, go to your kids if you want to, of course, but, uh, but go to, go to people who are maybe aren't constantly giving you feedback and maybe aren't in, I say this with love and humor, your personality call, you know, they're not your fans. They're not your, they're not your loyal, devoted ones who won't tell you the truth. And certainly not people who work for you or, you know, benefit from you in some way so that they wouldn't tell you the truth. I did this. And I said in that podcast that I would share with you the results of what people told me. And so I'm going to do that. And I'm going to do it partially by way of telling you to continue to do this if you haven't done it. And you can go back and look at that earlier podcast. It's literally called Summer Challenge. And I believe the date was July 16th. I believe the date was July 16th. Now you can get there by going to greatman.tv and then simply go to podcast, navigational term at the top. It'll take you right to a whole big list of podcasts with awesome graphics that our man Ben Richardson puts together, and he does a great job. Now, when I asked people who were not part of my band of brothers uh, what they thought I could do better as a man, where they saw me needing to improve, where they saw that I might be able to step up in some areas, and I chose some people who wouldn't spare my feelings, um, that that wouldn't benefit from me uh, in any way, you know, like being employed by me or something, and uh, also people who wouldn't be afraid of just telling me the truth, who weren't somehow awed by me as whatever, a men's leader or something like that. I mean, there's no reason to be awed by me, God knows. But I just wanted to get people who would tell me straight. So one guy said, Mansfield, I see you on stage and you're outgoing and you put on your cape, so to speak. And he was talking about sort of the you know, Clark Kent you know, Superman thing. You put on your cape and you really do what you're called to do when you're on stage. But when you're sitting with a group of men, unless they draw you out, you often sit quietly. You don't say anything. You're often the quietest one in the room. And I've been told this before, by the way. And it, it can be misunderstood. We can think you're bored, which is a problem I've admitted that I've had in the past. It's not that I'm actually bored, but I can make people feel I'm bored. Um, or they think that, that, that they take it, if they're insecure people, they take it as derision that you're thinking these people are too stupid to live. I'm not even going to talk to them, uh, or that you're tired or that you're not engaged. In other words, we see you on, on, on screen. We see you on stage. We see you in public and you're up and you're at it and you're energetic. When you sit with a bunch of guys, you settle back often and you're just quiet and that can be misunderstood. Now, I completely understand what he's saying, and I was so grateful that he said it. People giving me feedback about my impact upon other human beings um, has really helped me. I, I think I've shared many times before that one guy who worked for me once said, I never feel important in your presence. Um, uh, another guy said, I, I think you're always bored. Well, it had to do with certain practical mannerisms of mine. It wasn't actually that I was. And this business of being quiet is a number of things. I might be a little bit tired, but not usually. I'm a pretty energetic guy, as you can even tell from my voice in this podcast. Um, normally, it's that I'm listening. And I listen deeply, and I listen carefully, and, I, and I, am, I, am, I am a little bit quieter. I've had people come to me. I go to a certain cigar hang uh, once a month with a bunch of guys. And a couple of them came and said, are you okay? Everything all right? You sure are quiet. And I've realized that me being quiet, well, p- part of it is I'm there to enjoy their company and rest. Uh, second of all, I am an introvert, so I tend to charge in private, but I enjoy other people. Um, I just don't feel like I have to take the lead every time. And by the way, this is a group of men. This one particular cigar hang is a group of men really kind of convened by another guy. So I'm not feeling any competition. I just don't feel like I have to step up. But it was so helpful to me to have him say, your quietness 
can be misunderstood. And by the way, we might need you to step up and say something. We might need you to challenge a guy. We might need you to, you know, but I'd rather sit there and, you know, sip some brown water and just just ponder what's going on and uh, think. Well, you have to learn to manage your personality. I can't just sit in a room of people for three hours and think great thoughts and not engage and leave them all with the impression that I'm bored or angry or feeling superior or just don't give a dang or tired. So that was really, really good feedback. Um, Another person said that you are too private. You see a theme coming here. You're too private. I'm your friend. I I love you. I want to connect with you. I never know when you're working out. You never tweet out or send a bunch of us a text. Hey, I'm going to be at the Y for the next couple of hours. Why don't you come over? Uh, You never say, hey, you know, I'm hungry for a burger. Meet me at whatever, Shake Shack or whatever. You know, you never do that kind of thing. You never instigate the social stuff. Well, part of it is that I travel and part of it is that I live in two cities, but I'm not trying to uh, create any excuses here. I'm trying to learn. So even a friend who feels close to me and whom I love deeply uh, feels like I'm too private, that it's that it's I don't create a large enough front porch. I don't create enough surface space uh, to use the illustration of one of my friends. I'm not wrapped in Velcro enough to uh, allow people to connect, you know, to, to, to connect on, to latch on. And they're, they're probably right. They're probably right. It's very, very true. Uh, and I need to watch that. I need to watch that. I tend to, uh, as public as I am and as strong a personality as I am when I'm with people uh, or when I'm, uh, I tend to be alone too much. That, there's no question about that. I travel a lot this fall, long trips to Central Europe, long trips to the Middle East, on planes by myself. I come home right now. I'm in an office by myself. Uh, you know, it's it's how a lot of my life goes. So I forget, hey, I'm not working right now. I've got an evening free. Bev's out with friends. Why don't I te- tweet some guys and say, or text some guys and say, you know, how about a workout mistake you know, or something like that? So yes, I need to engage more. Um, there's another one that really hit me because it's so true and it's not the way I used to be. Another guy said, Stephen, as best I can tell, you don't have any hobbies. You push it, you urge it, you talk about it. You've even helped me, he said, push me into helpful hobbies. But you've dropped off. You used to play racquetball, and he's right. I used to play racquetball quite a bit. And years ago, I was actually, you know, won a lot of trophies for racquetball. Um, I haven't played in years now, although I'll take my racket once in a while and go across the street to the Y here in downtown Nashville and smack the ball around. Um, you you love to shoot. I, I do love shooting on a range. I, you, I don't do that very often, nor do I call guys together to do that. I love to hike, um, love to go out for, you know, all day Saturday hikes up in the mountains or something. And then, you know, sit in the ice cold water of a mountain stream and go get a steak afterwards with a bunch of guys. That's, I love that kind of thing. He's absolutely right that my schedule and I can gripe back and say, well, I'm pretty busy, but that's what gets us killed. Uh, my schedule means I don't have a lot of hobbies. Um, Bev and I hike a little bit. Uh, we go out with friends. I work out hard, but yes, the travel the business, uh, two homes, uh, lots of heavy international travel. He's absolutely right. I have lost my hobbies. I don't play golf. I don't play racquetball. Uh, I don't shoot hoops. I, I haven't hiked with another male in Lord knows, I don't know how long. Um, yes, it's it's this, I 100% true. And I'm so grateful that he said it. So grateful that he said it. And he said the corollary of this uh, 
allegation or, or encouragement, um, which is that I'm living a life in a rut. He said, you have magnificent ruts. <laughs> Now, what he means is, you know, most people look at my life from the outside. Where's Mansfield? He's on a jet to Iraq. He's on a jet to Romania. He's on a jet to Peru. You know, where is he? He's at his other home in D.C. It all sounds really luxurious. But the fact is, I have, you know, this guy used the phrase gold-plated. I don't live a gold-plated life. But I'm absolutely in ruts. There's no question about it. I occasionally go out to a cabin with friends. Um, I occasionally, you know, go boating with friends. Uh, but he's absolutely right. Uh, week to week, I'm in a rut, uh, a happy rut with my life with Bev and my work. Um, but since my kids aren't nearby and since, you know, I travel much, my friends kind of go, I don't know if he's in town or not. If he wants us, he'll call. And I absolutely am making a mistake there. So a lot of things in my life I have right, bands of brothers and and, uh, you know, serving men and working around the world and doing noble causes and, and a life that's you know, I'm accountable. I got guys checking with me constantly. I'm grateful for all of that. But everything they've said here, absolutely no question. Absolutely no question. And then finally, one guy said, uh, your humor, your kind of uh, dry smack talk humor can be misunderstood. Well, I've never heard that before. (laughs) No, actually I have. He means he's not saying I am vile and hard hitting. Um, He's saying that those of us who know you enjoy your humor, he said, but when some new guy comes along, you start start talking smack with him like in the first five minutes. It's too early. It's too early. So all that to say, uh, we, uh, this has been really, really good for me. I hope it's good for you, but all of it has been good for me. This is all good feedback, very helpful. And I wouldn't have gotten it if I hadn't asked I tend to, I have a lot of friends and I have friends who will confront me, but I do not have, um, I do not have this kind of feedback on a day-to-day basis for the most part in these areas. These were things people saw I hadn't expected them to see because, you know, they're not in the center of my life, so to speak. And this was unbelievably helpful. Now I want to hear from you. I want you to tell me what you heard. I want to, I won't embarrass you. I won't even use your name, but I want you to write me and tell me what it is that you were told, how it changed you. Uh, how it surprised you, what you're going to do differently. And I'll keep this theme and bring it back from time to time. But I promised you in that podcast, Summer Challenge, that I would come back to you before the end of the summer. Here we are, the last podcast of August. This is a good time to do this. I've been changed by it. I hope you have been. Talk to me and tell me what you're doing to become a great man. To join the Great Man community, or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's two essential books for men, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men and Building Your Band of Brothers, as well as some other great resources for becoming a great man. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production. 